You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. the spirit of the Lord speak to me one morning during our intercessory prayer and he says to praise me for the outpouring of my spirit and I was happy to hear that because we have been praying diligently every morning that God would awaken the people of God to begin to pray and to begin to start walking in righteousness and begin to address issues according to his way and not our own way and when I see individual like uh, Franklin Graham and others who have been praying as well we get excited because we know that if as we pray that God is going to hear our prayer and he's going to begin to pour forth on the people of God opening our eyes opening our ears to hear him to walk in obedience that we may see God turn this whole situation around it might look like we're in a dry place Mm -hmm. in a dry land and like there is no hope that's what the enemy wants us to believe but God is saying no I'm coming with an outpouring of my spirit Mm -hmm. and if we look upon it in Acts 2 when God began to uh, pour out his spirit upon those who were in the upper room we know that there was something that happened in that room people there in that room could not contain it was because of the outpouring of that of the spirit is that things begin to start changing in the world as they knew it and even as we look upon it today that same spirit is still working in us today but sometimes we come with such a hard heart we we're going along to get along. We have allowed ourselves to integrate it with the world instead of us impacting the world and instead of us influencing the world that we have become hard ourselves. But we are praying that God for the outpouring of God's spirit, that the people of God will begin to awaken and continue to pray that this nation will turn back to him. And, you know, in Psalms 85, that is exactly what the psalmist was praying for in verse numbers uh, six and seven he said will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee mm. show us thy mercy O Lord and grant us thy salvation I will hear what God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints but let them not turn again to folly surely we are praying for an outpouring of his spirit and I know that sometimes 
times it gets really discouraging when you look out over the landscape and you see that things are getting worse instead of getting better. And one thing I want to encourage the people of God is that you never settle and say, this is the new normal. And this is just the way it's going to be. Has you, have you ever dined at a fine restaurant or went to a place for service and you had expectation of a particular level of service and what you got was well beneath your expectation and where others and you knew others had received the same level of service you had and you wonder how was that they okay with that how were they okay why did they not say anything speak up why were they okay with it but they went along as you said to get along but when it got to you somehow there was something in your spirit that said I will not tolerate this today not today not like this no way and you said buck stops here and you speak up sometimes you just you just have had as about as much of it as you can take and you speak up and you demand better than what you are getting I pray that the people of God would awaken from their slumber and demand better than what we are getting in this society we are to be kings and priests That's right. in this earth we are to be priests in the household of faith ministering to the people of God the word of God and ministering before God and bring that fragrance unto God in the house of God being worshipers of God and then in the earth being the kings that he has called us to be to take the dominion and walk in the authority that he has given to every believer and stop settling for less than what God has given you and called you to and decreed and declared over you set yourself in agreement with the truth of his gospel and speak over your life your circumstance your family that which God has spoken over you stop being okay with what you see if it's less than what God has promised you when you go to pick up your paycheck or they deposit your paycheck into your account if you have worked 40 hours you are not okay with getting 30 hours worth of pay you will go back and ask them I need this to be made right and you don't let them just shoo you away and tell you oh don't worry about it next week we'll give you the 40 that you work you say next week I want the 40 that I work but I want the 10 that you shorted me this week you demand everything that is due you we as the people of God have been given the authority and the dominion over this earth and we need to stop settling for being second class citizens in the earth we need to stop settling for being uh, the tail being beneath being lesser than the top God says you are above only and not beneath you are the lender and not the borrower you are the head and not the tail but you have been satisfied with going to the back of the line sitting in the back of the corner you have been satisfied for letting the ungodly rule and take authority over you it's time out for that and I pray God that the people of God would awake from their slumber and say this is not what God has spoken over me this is not the promise he has made to me and I want everything that is due to me I want everything that God has told me belongs to Mm. me I'm not going to sit here and die I'm going to get up from where I am and decree over my life what God has promised me and I'm not going to let him go till I see the blessings of God poured out in my life we need an outpour of your spirit spirit. absolutely and you know what even as you were talking it reminded me of this quote that is attributed to Frederick Douglass and he says power conceives nothing without a demand mm. and we found ourselves conceding our power a to a weaker vessel to a, a system that really have not taken us into account I mean we're finding ourselves giving over
over ourselves to uh to the world that's going to dictate to us and tell us what to do but this quote is saying concede nothing give nothing over Mm -hmm. don't give your power over until your demand is met and that's basically what it is and what we're seeing again as we have been talking we're seeing that we are the people of God and instead of taking control and ruling as you were talking about like kings do taking dominion in our marketplaces not only in the church but in our market marketplaces that we have found ourselves conceding because we are looking at ourself as the weaker vessel remember when Joshua and Caleb went out when when Mm. Moses sent them out and he sent them out with the other spies and the other spies came out with a bad report but Joshua afraid afraid, and he said they said we look like grasshoppers in their eyes I mean that's the way they looked at themselves and that's the way we the body of Christ are look we're looking like grasshoppers Uh, we, we feel that the world has more to offer us that they have the power but God is calling us to awaken to what he has called us to do and called us to be to take authority in this land and I'm not saying with an arrogance that's not what I'm talking about but beginning well, with to a confidence with this, a confidence and decree some things matter of fact it was Caleb that said after he was tired of all this and the other people had died off he said give me my mountain give me my he mountain. knew that this is we what are well we are well able we are well able that's what they were taught we are well able the report of Joshua and, Ga- and Caleb was we are well able able to take this land and so we're finding ourselves looking like little grasshoppers when God says no you have the power to decree a thing and what we fail to do is to read the word of God and see what he has to say about the situation and begin to declare it right now we're facing laws that have been changed and we are saying well now that is law we can't do anything about it and now that is law now we have to to concede to it but God saying no he says you speak what I've spoken and watch me change some things in the earth. I mean, we have to begin to start looking at ourselves as the one that has the power. We have the solutions. We are problem solvers. But and it's Christ in us, the hope, the of, hope glory. of glory. Absolutely. And that's what God is calling. He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit in this dry and, we and thirsty. We need it. Oh, my God. Absolutely, we need it. And that's the reason why I just... Uh, not that Franklin Graham knows me, but I, and others who have been praying as well as calling prayer visuals and having prayer service services. I'm upholding them in prayer because they're speaking the word of God and they're wanting to see things changed in this nation because what they're seeing is that while we're setting still, that one day is going to turn back on us. Matter of fact, it's happening now where the laws now is going to prohibit you from doing the things that God said for you to do and and you know it's so important because you have to take your place in what in the in the society and do what God calls you to do because think of it you know I ski and and we have what we call adaptive skiing and that's where those who have physical impairments can come up and ski and there are people that will ski with them and help them whatever their ailment or disability might be there are people who are literally physically blind that ski and they have someone who guide them well, 
the way that we work right now in the body of Christ, it would be akin to me taking that blind skier to the top of the mountain and then me letting the blind person lead me down the hill. That would be absolutely crazy because they can't see where they're going. They don't know what they're doing, but mm. I can see I have full sight. Well, this is how it is with the people of God. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should shine forth in them and they believe they cannot see but you God has moved the removed the blinders from the people of God and you can see clearly the things of God you have the discernment of God the wisdom of God the spirit of God so why would you allow the ungodly who are blind to the things of God to lead you and that is exactly what you do when you relinquish your authority and your dominion in the earth you allow the blind to lead the sighted and just as crazy as it would be to allow a blind person to lead me down the hill when I can fully see so it is crazy for the people of God to allow the unrighteous to lead you when God has given you full sight and not only the sight to see where you're going but the authority to take the dominion in the earth are. but you don't know who you yes, are I'm telling you that the president is not going to come to uh, any place where he walks in and act like a third class citizen when he comes in his the very aura around him will dictate that they serve him that they come to see even if you don't know who he is you will know that somebody just walked in here with a different kind of authority with a different kind of presence I mean the secret service that surround him the way that the, the confidence that he has because of the office that he holds it really isn't even about the man it's, it's the about title. the office right. that the man the holds office. because because when that man gets out of office in a few months, somebody else is going to hold the office and that same aura will be theirs, just like it has been to the 40 some that come before him. It's the office. Well, you it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the God in me, the hope of glory that resides in me. And you go forth in the power of his might. You come in the name of the Lord. And that is what demands the respect in the earth. That is what demands that the powers of darkness be a bow in obeisance to the power of God in you because greater is he that is in you Absolutely. than he that is in the world. We need an outpour of the spirit of God that the people of God might awaken from their slumber Absolutely. and sleep and they might take the dominion that God has given them in the earth and be the kingdom builders that God has called us to be. Absolutely. And you know what? It will not come without persecution. It will not come without persecution. But if you begin, it will we begin to stand for Christ. We begin to say, no, not so enough is enough. enough. When we as preachers and pastors begin to start preaching from the pulpit, the ways of God. Matter of fact, there was someone that asked me, how do we get people to understand what family really is? And how can we begin to stop the shootings and the violence that are going on? And I told him, I said, you know what? One thing that will happen is that when the preachers and the pastors begin to start preaching from the pulpit family values it will begin to convict 
some hearts and turn the hearts toward the ways of God. Listen, that's the reason why the politicians and the commissioners come to around by election time. They come to the church because they know the church has the power. The church has the influence. They know more of power and influence we have than we than we know about ourselves. So they come to our churches and they begin to tell us what they're going to do and and they're asking for our our votes. But why should we allow them? for their own gain. Exactly. And we have the power to say, no, let's hear what where, your agenda is. Where is our mayor and where is our councilman and where is our governor that it come from the ranks of the people of God? That's the right. righteous ought to rule, the righteous ought to reign, the righteous ought to fill these offices. We need righteous people running hospitals, righteous people running the education system, righteous people running, running the businesses, righteous people in government offices, the righteous ought to take their rightful place. Absolutely. You wonder, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with Apostle Eric Warren about the people knowing their place in the earth and knowing what it is God has called them to do. You you wonder why you're not fulfilled in the church, probably because God has gifted you to do something that's not in the four walls of the church. Right. And you keep trying to figure out how come you don't have a position in the church because your position is outside of the church. So you need to ask God, go back and say, Lord, what would you have? me to do. And when he tells you what he would have you to do, then be about your father's business. Some, some of you need to be, uh, filling the offices that he has called you to fill on the school board. Some of you need to be on the commissions. Some of you need to be on boarding and zoning committees. Some of you need to be in the mayor and governor's offices, wherever he has called you to be, to sit on these education boards, to sit in the offices of the businesses and sit on these boards and sit on these nonprofits and to help run these commissions. Mm -hmm. God has called us to be, we should be influencing every single aspect of the society. There should be no corner of the society where the people of God do not have influence. That is how you are the salt of the earth Absolutely. because you are the one who preserves the truth of God in the earth and you are the one who influences the people around you and gives light in darkness. You are the salt of the earth and even if you don't hold the position, you are the one that are, is there counseling and advising those who do. You are influencing even if you are not running it, you are are influencing those who run it and God will give you favor that when they have a dream and need an answer and want some direction and need some hope, God will give you the favor to speak into their lives and then like a Daniel, he will cause the king to elevate you because of the gift that Kingdom. is within you. That's why Emotion. the scripture says the gift of God right. will make room for you. It will bring you before great men and bring you into promotion because that gift makes room for you. The world will make room for you your gift actually absolutely i i've always said this and i go back that's the reason why i love this quote so well it says power concedes nothing without a demand we really do need this outpouring of god's spirit and i know many people are praying that god will pour forth his spirit upon us and that there will be an awakening in the land you know we really need god's outpouring we've been praying for god's outpouring we we've been sowing as one song says we've been sowing for the outpouring we've been crying heaven release the rain and i can just hear this deep it is talks about it's deep in the hearts of the people that are crying out we need an outpouring of your spirit lord we need an outpouring of your spirit send it now lord send it now holy 
Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 85 that we read, Will thou not revive us again that the people may rejoice? Dear God, we need that outpour that we might rejoice again. Show us your mercy. We don't even deserve it, but be merciful and kind toward us and grant us your salvation or your deliverance that you might send that outpouring even now, dear God, even now Mm. send the outpour of your spirit. We can't go another day without your love. We can't go another hour. Oh God, send. You know, that's a cry of desperation. And and don't you feel desperate oh, as- but, but the good news is that the bible tells us that he will make a way in the wilderness right. and cause waters to spring forth in desert places right. this is a desert place that we are in right now if you have any spiritual discernment you know that we are in a famine for the things of god right now we need a people that grab hold to the horns of the altar of God and won't let the won't let go to the blessings of God come raining down upon us. That's what the disciples and the apostles did when they went to the upper room, LJ. They went there and they waited. They tarried. They waited on the power of God. It took a while for the power. See, that wouldn't have been us because two days we'd be mad that he hadn't shown up yet. That's, right. That's how we are. We pray two days or two weeks or a month. And we're tired already, but you need to stay there and wait. How long will it take? Stay there until the outpour comes. The thing about it is, he says, praise him now for it. Because it's like, it's an expectation. It's going to be poured out because it's been promised. And as a result of of God pouring out his spirit, there's going to be an effect in the in the land people are going to begin to rejoice uh people are going to says even in joel joel it says that that our sons and daughters will prophesy i mean there is going to be a direct effect of god outpouring of his spirit that people will not be able to deny they won't be able to push underneath the rug they won't be able to legislate they won't be able to turn it around but god with his infinite power will sweep this land with his spirit. I believe he's going to do this because he always does in such a way that all men will know that he is God. I believe that it will be an indisputable, undeniable fact that he has rained down his spirit in the earth and that all men will know that he is God. I say praise be unto the only wise God, our savior may 
God arise and all of his enemies be scattered. Those who have mocked you and laughed at you and held you in derision. May God arise and may God allow you to see that he was there all the time. And when God does this thing, there will be no denying, no questioning. And I mean, there won't be no second guess that God has showered down his spirit upon us. And may he do it even now. It's okay to be thirsty for him. It's okay to be hungry. The the psalmist said, as the deer is panting and thirsting for the water, my soul is thirsting and longing for God. We need some people that are thirsty for God, hungry for God. I want to be in his presence more than I want the things that he can give to me. I want to bask in his glory more than I want anything else in this world. One thing have I desired of God, and that will I seek after all the days of my life, that I may dwell in his presence, that I may behold his beauty, that I may dwell in that rain that he will shower down upon us. Even now, dear God, pour out your spirit. We need an outpour of your spirit. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We praise you for this opportunity. We are humbled at the privilege that you have given to us to come into your presence and to call upon your name, to set ourselves in agreement with the word of God, to be ambassadors of God in the earth, to be those who the kingdom of God will come through the earth. Dear God, would you wash us and cleanse us, forgive us of our sins, dear God. I pray that you, Father, search the inner recesses of our heart and everything you find in us that is contrary to your word and contrary to your will, would you remove it from us, every high place that we have exalted, every place, dear God, that we have hidden and tried to hide from you, God. Would you, Father, uncover it? Would you clean it up, Father? I pray that we stand as vessels of honor in your sight, as we as we stand as those who seek your face, who long for your glory, who thirst for you, God, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. May you be that which quenches our thirst. May you be that which satisfies our hunger. We know, dear God, that you hear the prayers of the righteous because we pray according to your word with faith believing in you and dear God may we begin to feel the dew drops of blessings coming from heaven until the showers begin to overtake us dear God I pray for dew drops and showers of blessings upon the heads of the people of God and may we know dear God that you have favored us because you have not allowed our enemy to triumph over us we thank you and we praise you for the outpour of your precious Holy Spirit in the blessed name of Jesus, we lift this prayer. We anticipate your intervention and we can't wait for the reign of God to shower. Tracy's Touch Wedding and Events introduces Dos Palamos. This is for event supply rental, event planning services, banquet facility, meeting place. There's a full serving kitchen, video projection screen, and the capacity to seat up to 350 people at table rounds. This is located at 195 East Levels Lane in Springfield, Ohio, Dayton, Springfield, Columbus, and surrounding vicinities. This is the facility and the place for you, whether you need an event planner or the place to host your event. Give them a call, 937-346-4420, 937-346-4420, or go to their website, 
www.tracystouch.com. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time. <laughs>